You are listening to the Lifebox Media Channel, where you podcast. Please like and subscribe. Good morning. Welcome to the Lifebox Media Channel, where you podcast. Tate's my esteemed pleasure, man. He's got a hot new segment out called Stoked. He's Carl Wayne Meekins. How are you today? I'm doing great, my man Char. How are you, sir? Buddy, nice to talk to you. Nice to talk to you. Thanks for visiting today. We're waiting for all hellfire brimstone to break out here in Tennessee weather, as always, you know. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. I tell you, it's crazy. It's, 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 it's wild. It's warm, but it's like it's like what's going to happen warm. <laughs> you yeah, know, you mystery warm. 70 degrees, brother, and then all of a sudden, oh, we're going to get 27 and maybe snow showers. I'm like, what? Oh, man. <laughs> Welcome to Tennessee, my man, and have a nice day. That's right. right. Absolutely. Right on, Absolutely. my man. Congratulations on the new song, Stoked, man. I mean, you know, well, thank you. it is really an upbeat song. It's not crazy upbeat, it's just a feel-good, you know, kind of kick-in song. Great strings, as you and I talked about off the air the other day. I mean, sure. you've got some great guys on guitar back there, you know, and, mm-hmm. I mean, well-written, well-produced. Um, Thank you. You know, I re- really enjoy the song. I think, I think it's something really radio is really going to enjoy, and uh, from what I heard, it already has. But, I mean, tell me awesome. a little bit about yourself. I mean, you know, uh, what got you into country music? Country music for me, man. I am a I am a product of the '90s era of country music, and you know that era. It was the best era of country music. It's when things took off. I was born. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. What am I talking about, man? We don't need to be going down this road, right? Right. But yeah, no, 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 absolutely. And and excuse me, I don't interrupt you, but that's exactly what it sounds like. It feels like you brought '90s music, and which is great music, you know, and and and, and made it contemporary. Yeah, well, that's our goal, and and uh, it's. I'm glad you picked up on that too, Char. That's a that's a great observation. But yeah, man, I'll cut my teeth on everything. Uh, I grew up in a household that had all kinds of music playing, from uh, rhythm blues, Motown, a little bit of country. Glenn, Glenn Campbell probably is the countryest we got when I was a kid with Wichita Lineman and Galveston and all that. But man, nineties country. Uh, I'll never forget it. My best friend back home in Chesapeake, Virginia, Chris uh, Falk. He he brought home a cassette one day and said, you've got to check this out. I'll never forget it. And it was uh, Alan Jackson's Chattahoochee. And it wow. totally changed my, my whole deal. And from that from that point on, I'm like, man, you know, I've always been into music and a lot of a lot of garage band rock and roll stuff, you know, the old Van Halens and things of that nature. But uh, but as a, as an artist now that I kind of look back, it's always hindsight uh, and a writer. Uh, country music is where the stories are. It's where right. it gives me a platform to tell a story. And um, and I couldn't do that in any other genre. So, man, I just I grabbed on a 90s country and I ran with it like wildfire, man. I mean, and, and that's where I'm at today. And I'm, I'm so grateful that that it, I'm so grateful that I came up in that era. And I'm sure you are, too, man. I mean, it, it just changed everything for us. Oh, without, yeah. without yeah. a doubt, my friend. And, you know, it's funny. And by the way, you mentioned Glenn Campbell, who was a dear friend. And, you know, uh, mm-hmm. people people uh, don't I don't think talk about Glenn enough. Uh, only, exactly right. Yeah. Not only when he was he one of the greatest guitarists who ever lived, you know, and and session guitarist, and you know, was yeah. people don't know he's one of the Beach Boys, and yeah, yeah, and, and uh, all the songs he was on, a great singer, songwriter. I mean, you know, and musician, yeah. and everything. But I mean, you know, it, it, it's funny that when you look at, you know, it, it, that's what I was trying to fit to. You you know you kind of have that you know your your record and you you brought it up and I'm looking at it and you're actually in your bio that kind of you mm-hmm. almost have that picking feel uh, of Glenn along with 
um, you know, bringing it, like I said, you know, 90s, and, and, and you know, not saying that stuff's not contemporary, because to me it still is, but I mean, yeah. you know, uh, you know, that kind of feel that it almost feels like a Wichita lineman type thing, because it's still yeah, so outstanding, I yeah. mean, you know, it's just yeah. really kicking and has a nice roll to it, but I mean, yeah. you, know, you and I were talking about off the air that the other day that, you know, I mean, and what you just said now growing up, I mean, like even on, even on your uh, bio, you know, from Elvis to Elton to Van Halen to Donna Summer to Kiss to Glenn oh, Taylor, yeah. That's how you learn, you know, ladies and gentlemen. You learn everything, yeah. and then you pick out bits and pieces of everybody. Yeah, yeah, and you're right, man. You're right. You're. I mean, it's there's a smorgasbord of everything. You know what you want to do. You learn. You learn what you want to do, Char. And then in my journey too, and and you would, I think you would agree with this, is you learn what you don't want to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? And 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 then you throw that all together. Then you try to then you try to become your own brand. Your own, yes, sir. Your own identity, your that's own identity, which is that's the word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's tough, man. I mean, you know, I had an, I had a wise man tell me when I first came to Music City. Now, twenty three years ago, he's like Carl Wayne because I got I got some advice for you if you want to survive in this town. I'm like, well, what's that? Of course, at that time, I don't want to hear anything. I think I've got it all figured out, Char. You know, I, I came to town twenty three years ago. I say, I'm the best songwriter ever. <laughs> Move over, Garth. So, move over, Kent. Make move over, Glenn. Move yeah, over, everybody. Yes, I'm, I'm you here. Are. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so anyway, what he told me though, he said you need to find a way to be a different horse in the same corral. Did you hear me when I said that? Yes, in other sir. words, country music is a one big corral, and I've got to be a different horse if somebody wants to ride in that corral. And I've always taken that to heart. I'm like, okay, well that. That definitely gives me something that I can run with. It's like, okay, I don't need to be studying what everybody else is doing. I need to do what moves me as an artist. And then maybe, by the grace of the good Lord, when somebody hears what we're doing, they'll grab on to what we're doing. And it's a whole different take on, on, a, on a different thing. You know, we've got a – you're very good at picking up on things as far as when you hear stuff. I've, I could be, I've been hearing it over and over again with interviews where it's like, and you've got this – you got the sound that's familiar, but it's different. Right. And I think that when they say familiar, Char, I think they mean he's coming out of he's cut his teeth. He's coming out of the country music, the '90s era, or something like that. And and man, I mean, you I mean think about the '90s, man. We had we had Clay Walker, Wade Hayes, we had Tracy Lawrence, Tracy Bird, you know, a lot of Texas red dirt stuff, man. And and um and 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 these guys, I mean, you know, they, I live with them now. I mean, they're all around us in Nashville, mm -hmm. and and um, but it's just a. Uh, it's just a crazy time because it's like these guys were so freaking red hot, Char, at one time, uh, selling out shows everywhere. And 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 now, you know, the the generation that's out now listening to country music, you'll you'll mention like you'll mention a name like you know Clay Walker. Let's go back to him, and they're like, I, I don't Clay know who you're talking about. <laughs> you know, I love Clay so, Walker, brother. I mean, you know, well, yeah. I, I saw him at the Titans yeah. thing a couple years ago. You know, and he he came yep. down. He got some of the helmet, and brother still sounded fantastic. And you know, he and, sounds great. He sounds so freaking great, Jar. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you yeah. what I put you with, and, and and I just was listening to him literally right before you came on, and and I was late bloomer to to catch him, but you know, great singer, songwriter, voice, and that's Colin Ray. Oh yeah, absolutely. I Have you ever seen Colin in concert? I, one of the best concerts I've ever seen. Yeah, but, he, he is a great showman. He's but, a but wonderful here's, showman. Here's here's the thing I kind of pull with that because you were a little bit of you had a little bit of Glenn in you with it with, with it you know, and and then you had a little bit of that '90s rock up you know kind of rock 'em country kind of and, and, and I mean that in a good way don't but you know but getting all bad yeah sure there. yeah but I mean you know mm -hmm. and and you know like 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 Collins you know 
upbeat songs there, along with you, you throw some Tracy's and some whatever's in there, and, and you know, mm-hmm. everything else, even a little bit of George in there and everything else. And yeah. Kind of, yeah. It kind of melts together in that part. And that's the cool thing, because when you make it fun and interesting, and it's but it doesn't sound like everything else, which is, you know, right. in any genre of music, you know, there's great to have your sound. I mean, you know, you were talking about Motown. Look, I can listen to Smokey. I can listen to Temptation. Absolutely. You know it's Absolutely. Them, or you, you know it's Sam Cooke, or you know it's The King, or whatever, you know, that's it happens right. to be. But, you know, but it's different sounds. And, and, and I was listening, you know, I cheated. I kind of went back and listened to some of your other stuff. And uh, <laughs> and, and to check it out. And I, and I dig it because of the fact you do have your own sound, but you do you are are evolving too yes yes absolutely yeah i think we always need to evolve jar i without think without about we, without a doubt if we become know. yeah if we become complacent and we're okay where we're at which we are but it's like if you're not looking to grow every day and whatever you do in life right you know um uh, you, you know you're just it, it's just good and i think that's the way we're created to be as human beings it's like man always learn get up every day and learn something what Carl yeah, was saying earlier, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, he said he got a cassette. That's not a video cassette. I know you know what that is. It's <laughs> this little thing about three and a half, four inches long. Go look it up. Yeah. An audio deal. Yeah. Put it in a little machine and listen to it. It wasn't an yeah. A-track. It wasn't a record. It wasn't yeah. Go look it up, ladies and gentlemen. But it's the funny yeah. thing yeah. about that is, is that, you know, you get these things. Now, I'm going to ask you a funny question. I'm just kind of like, we're having a little bit of fun there. But what was the first record you ever bought? Okay, so here's the deal, and, I, and you're the first interviewer that's asked me that question, and I am so grateful for this. <laughs> this is this is a different, this is a game changer here. Now, <laughs> I'm curious to see what your listeners are going to think about this. When I came up, and I was born in '71, and here's here's where I started finding out what music was. My mother, my mother, uh, God bless her, man, hardworking woman, would be home on the weekends, and she would listen to the. Uh, I'll never forget this jar. She would sit in her favorite rocking chair. On Saturday morning, she listened to the Easy Listening Soft Rock Station. It was yeah. called Y96 in Virginia, right? Well, man, I'm going to take you way back. Biggest song on the radio at that time, or one of the biggest songs, it was to me because I just latched on to it, was, here you go, you ready for this? Yes, sir. <laughs> Barry Manilow's I Write the Songs. I love Barry. You remember you that? Me? You oh, remember that Ron song? Dante, Ron Dante is a dear friend of mine, from, you know, who sung the Archies, you know, is he produced yes. that. He produced those records. Yes. Yes. Well, I, you know, I didn't know that at the time. I didn't know... All I saw was Barry Manilow, and I and 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 I uh, and this is this. I did not have a record player yet. My dad worked at Montgomery Wards. Do you remember that store? Montgomery I do. Wards is what we call that department store. Montgomery Wards, Wards, Jefferson yeah. Ward, the whole spiel, brother. <laughs> you got it, man. You got Monkey Wards, all that kind of stuff. But anyway, yes, so my my dad, man, he showed up one day. Uh, wasn't a special occasion or anything like a birthday or anything, but he shows up with his handheld. Uh, phonograph player all it did was play a play a 33 or a 45 i remember and it, had the, it, it had the built-in built speaker on the side of the thing yes, and all sir. that and then man, so he knew my favorite you know i was like dad i don't know somehow they figured out that uh, i must have talked about it over and over again it's like man we're singing the song or something like that and that, that my dad's a musician as well so he, i think he finally said okay it's time to introduce him to to records and vinyl so so he brings home this thing this record player and he brings home uh, a brand new uh barry Manilow album first record i've ever owned um and then and then it had it had Barry on the front with a beagle on the back of it or some some kind of a dog but it had uh it had the big hit on there but man I just remember I remember this char like it was yesterday man <laughs> sitting on my belly with this record player in the floor spinning this record and then when the record's done I'm first amazed at how this thing's even working 
you know? Right, right. And then do you remember you, do you remember as a kid when you would take your, your finger and flip the end of the needle to hear it? Absolutely, absolutely. Like, how is this working? You, you know? <laughs> and my mom wanted to kill me. You're going to ruin that diamond needle. <laughs> I know. Yeah, exactly. Now, now this, this is another point, too. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go somewhere with this. But anyway, that was my first uh, That was my first record. And, and, uh, and all right, the songs. I've, tr- I've been trying like crazy as an artist to recut that song to make it awesome that every kid would love it but i just i just i can't i've sat down with it many many times i've sat down on piano i've sat down with guitar and i just can't i can't do what barry did with it where it without I, ruining it yeah he is, that, he is does amazing. that make sense yeah and, and, and like i said and i didn't know and i've known ron dante for jesus 25 years and i have one to show one yeah. day and he sit there and says well you know char when i got started that you know when i was producing Barry Manilow's, you know, albums. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're not just going to glide yeah. by that, brother. We're going to go right back to that, man. You know, yeah, you're yeah, hang out yeah, in the 60s yeah. while the greatest rock stars. Now you're going to sit there talking about... You know, Barry Manilow is a very... I don't want to say he's underrated because that's not respectful, but, you know, he doesn't get enough of his dues. He was just in town yeah. and I missed him, unfortunately, but... He uh, was, yeah, yeah, and I missed it too. And you know what, Barry... And that's the thing about Barry. I mean, the dude is still touring, you know? And, and he's a really you know, nice guy. I, I've met the guy, and he's a really nice guy. That's, I'm, awesome. I'm, I'm going to tell you a funny story quickly, if you don't mind. Love to hear it. Love I to hear meet, it, man. Yeah, meet, I'm all about it, man. I'm early 80s. I meet Barry. He's at a show at a family's theater that was uh, that was ran by the family theater, you know, family's theater. And, uh, uh-huh. and he comes yeah. in, and it's the first person that I ever sit there turn around. He said, he says, uh, do my buns look good in this outfit? I said, what? That's awesome. And he said, my buns. That's awesome. And I'm like, but buns? buns? He said, you know, my buns, my buttocks. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, my buttocks. That's right, that's right. So, yeah, so, so you know, he is... But, but that's, that, that's, that's so, so, so taking that, taking that, I mean, you know, and obviously, so I think this is kind of, kind of, kind of uh, get one of my questions later on because I'm going to ask them what's, mm-hmm. what's in you, what's, what's in the, some of the wildest things in your record. Let's get it now. What would, what would be some of you and I are gone? We're going to, we're going to, we're going to pop down to the, go get a drink somewhere and, I'm, and mm-hmm. I'm in your ride and we're going somewhere. And what would be something I would be surprised to see in Carl's, you know, Rolodex of music. What would be surprised? I would be surprised to see in there that, and like your friends would even say, "Damn, man!" You know, I didn't know you listened to that. Yeah, we already got already yeah. got Barry out of the way, so you know, bless yeah. Barry. But, Barry yeah. Barry's on Barry's on the playlist, my man. Mine too. Uh, mine too. Okay, I got a few of them for you if you got a minute. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and I and I think I think Char, I'm talking with you enough and getting to know you a little bit better. I think I think you'll you'll be with me on this. Is I'm a Lionel Richie fan, <laughs> greatest singer songwriter of all time. <laughs> there you go. So I've got. Tuskegee, which is a record he cut, a country music record that he yeah, cut with, yeah, collaborated yeah. Well, he's with. From uh, Alabama. With, he's from Alabama. Yeah, yeah, that's right, Tuskegee, Alabama, and he cut uh, he cut uh, twelve or thirteen tracks with uh, different artists in out of Nashville. Jason Aldean's on there, Chesney. One of my favorite songs on there is um, uh, he, he collaborated with Billy Currington. And, you know, Billy, Billy, like you said, no disrespect to Billy, he, he, you know, but I think Billy Currington's underrated. I mean, he has got a crazy, wicked, awesome, talented uh, vocalist. And, you know, and he's just one of those, those guys in the stable jar that he's always getting airplay, you know, and because I think Billy Currington deserves it. He's, but anyway, getting back to Lionel Richie, that's just, it's just one of those tracks, man, Char, when you're running down the road and you're on, you know, these backcountry Middle Tennessee roads, oh, yeah. man. They'll oh, they'll yeah. wrap they'll wrap you up and dictate what what it wants to play. You know <laughs> what is what does the road want it? What does the road want to hear? Right? And uh, been there, baby. Man, been just, there. <laughs> yeah, you just get you just get wrapped up in it, man. And and uh, and all of a sudden you find a track, you, you find that hidden gem out of that album, and it's like I am just going to hit 
uh, you know, replay, replay, replay. But man, I go from you know, Lionel Richie would be would be a, a, a thing where a lot of folks would be uh, like, man, good gosh, that's a big, and, and uh, you I don't you know, interrupt you, huge spin. I, I, don't you know. inter- I don't interrupt you, buddy. But if you go back and you listen to him with the Commodores and you hear like, still, if he doesn't have you melting out of his hand right there, man, oh yeah, you, you, yeah. You're, not, you're not paying attention. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? You know, pointing to Lionel. And I have to, I have to mention Kenny Rogers on that deal oh because God, yeah. when he cut Lady, I mean, you know, I mean, it was, you know, back then when they were everything, and you know this, Char, the recording process was so different back then. They yeah. were cutting the tape and not, not digital now. When they just caught a bunch of every, everything that warmth, that feel, but, but, uh, but you know, real quick, going back to the phonograph that I got when I was a kid. Now, I know you're going to remember this. Do you remember this big old honking looking? Uh, stereo consoles that oh, look yeah, like a piece of one. furniture <laughs> that you would put in your house, right? Well, we did too, and that's where that's where I started listening. I think to the heavy hitters like the Motown music, where they were mixing heavy on the kick and the uh, and the bass guitar, you oh, know, yeah. and you could feel that music coming out of those twelve to fifteen inch whoopers, you know. Yeah, Papa and, with uh, the Rolling Stone, a bum bum bum. You know? Yeah, 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 and it only sounds good, man, if it's on eleven. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Right. So you got to crank it up and wear your mom and dad out, man. But uh, but yeah, when they were gone, when they went, when they were away for the day or something like that, my brother and I, I have a twin brother, man, we would absolutely play everything we possibly could in that window of time they were gone, so that we could crank it as loud as we could and, and actually feel the music. And you know what? That never left me, man. When I mix today uh, with my producer, we're, you know, we're going, we're going, we're going heavy on the bass and on the kick drum, but we don't want to go heavy enough to where it's ridiculous, you, you know, kind of thing. And and um, but the yeah, windows, man, that takes me back windows to, banging, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I was that guy one time, man. And, you know, and, and still to this day, I had this conversation the other day. Might been with you, Char, where it's like. You know, every vehicle that I own now, um, you know, I always, if it doesn't already have it in it, I'm going and putting a system in there so that I can, I can hear Lionel Rich. I can, cause that, I mean, that, that cut, I mean, that music is just, oh my gosh, it's just awesome. Now, you, you know? brought up and, that subject, man. Now, now tell me, tell me honestly, and you know, you can shoot, shoot straight <laughs> with me. There is nothing like the sound of that needle in that record. I don't care if it's digital. I don't oh, yeah. care. I don't care how, right. how you want to produce it, how you want to do it. There's nothing than, than that unbelievable sound. And then all of a sudden, boom, that song hits. You just feel it out of a 45 or or a third, yeah. you know, or, yeah. or now I'm a 33rd, you know, and third, you know, whatever you want to call yeah. it. You, know, you can yeah. just feel it. You, you agree? There's nothing like better than that sound, right? Oh, well, man, you know, we try hard to recapture that. Yeah, sure. I, I mean, we try to we try to put plugins and recordings that give you that, that white noise, pop, 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 yeah. pop, you know, that pop in and, and stuff and and uh yeah man you know it was uh you know i hate i don't i, I kind of uh i like to look forward in things and i'm and i'm you know i don't want to be one of those guys of the good old days because then because we're living in the good old days you and i are living in the good old days right now 10 years from now we'll be talking about maybe this interview going man that was some good stuff <laughs> yeah, you know and, and, and but with uh being, with that being said though you just sit there and said you're trying to put those sounds into things now look it's great mm-hmm. to listen to those records and records have come back around again and hey maybe maybe yeah. stoked to be on a on, on vinyl you know you never I mean, know yeah you never know you that'd know, be an awesome thing to happen Yep. Yes, yeah, so, I yeah. mean, but and and that just shows you know the, the evolution of, of things that you know some things are all come new again. But at the same time, we're also working at trying to put those great sounds on it. And I want to ask you about yeah. Stoked for a minute here because yeah, you, know, you brought sure. up Lionel, Lionel Richie and Lady and you know Kenny Rogers and you know it took him like twenty minutes to write the song. You know, yeah. So so tell yeah. me tell me about how Stokes got Stoked got put together because is are you one of those you know singer songwriters that you know it kind of when the spirit hits you or are you going to sit down on a Tuesday or are you going to write the music. You hear a hook, you hear a sound. What's your, what's yeah. your, or is it all the above? 
Yeah, let's check the e box for everything above you just said. Every all of it. <laughs> every, yeah. every great singer songwriter I've ever had on the show says exactly that. They just it's but but you what, never what, know what where was, it's coming what was, from. What was together yeah. with Stoked, man? How did Stoked get put together? Yeah, well, Stoked, Stoked actually was written. Uh, I've been married now with, with Tanya. We were coming up on twenty six years this year. It's a long oh, time, and I'm very proud. Of, very, very proud of that number, man. And and uh, but I I sat down on our twentieth anniversary, and uh, you know I, I really jar. You know everybody wants me to say, man, you wrote a beautiful song for your wife or whatever. It's like, well, you know. I'm, I didn't really set out that way. I'm kind of transparent, honest about it, but that's what came out of it. And then eventually we took the song to her and, and, uh, you know, as a kind of a, kind of a little gift kind of thing, but, but it came pretty quick. You brother, right there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, man. I was in, I was in there, you know, so. You got good dinner. You got good dinner that night, man. You got, you got. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, 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 well well done, Miss Tanya. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's right. That's right. So anyway, so man, we, we, I wrote it. I sat down down, now and I'm going to answer some questions that you, that you threw out there. How do I write and things of that nature? What I have learned that works for me is I, I, uh, I write by myself, which is very unusual in Nashville. Normally right. in Nashville, we have a lot of co-writes and a lot of writing meetings and everything. But the reason, I'll tell you the reason why I don't do that. I, I love that. And I've gotten some great uh, songs from co-writes. And it takes me in a different place. It stretches me. It's like, if you know, if I want to wrestle and I want to get stronger, I want to wrestle a guy that's a little bit heavier than me. You know what I mean? If I want to learn how to write a better song or write in a different, a different angle, I want to write with somebody that's better than me. So that I can be challenged and be sharpened. But for me, I I have learned in my life, the older I get, Char, that discipline is huge for me. I've got to show up and play the game. So what I do every morning is I get up in the morning. uh, I I still take my daughter to school. She's in high school. We're we're working through the whole driving thing. I'm kind of I kind of want her to drive, and I kind of don't want her to drive because I love that time with her. But but before I get up in the morning, I I get up into my office. I have a sweet place up here um, out here in Nashville, and and. I, uh, I get into God's word every day. I do a little scripture reading just to kind of get my, brother, my, my spiritual mental thing going, you know, and then that leads to uh, playing for about an hour every day. And, and uh, somebody said, asked me about a co-writer. I said, man, I just can't find a co-writer that'll come here at six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> you know, that's my problem. They, they ain't gone to bed so, yet, brother. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm like, come on, guys. So, so, uh, but that's how I do it. I've been doing it for a long time. So it's, so it, and, and, but that could be anything that could be just noodling around. I'll find a chord progression or a chord that, uh, I've stumbled across that absolutely will just open the door for a whole nother, a whole nother song. And, you know, they come quick stoked, stoked, you know, we always say in, in general language, it's like, man, I'm this, I'm, I'm stoked to be here. I mean, right. we hear that loosely all the time, but we mm-hmm. never, we never have heard it. I haven't heard it in the song. And then uh, I'm like, man, I can, and I'm a big fan of one word titles, like, like real quick in your face, stoked. I've right. uh, got a lot of other things going on that uh, out there that are just one word titles. And I'm like, okay, I got stoked. What does that word mean? And it means so much to different people. Like, like in slang, it means I'm excited to be here. Right. So I'm like, okay, well, that's cool. Well, then what else do you do? What do you stoke? Well, you stoke a fire to keep it going. You know, if, that, if you don't poke it around or add wood or whatever like that, that fire is going to go out. And I'm like, okay, well, how do you turn that into a relationship? And then I started thinking about my 20 years with Tanya. And man, let me tell you, and she'll tell you too, it's, it hasn't always been great. You know, we've had our ups and downs and sure. we've had our bumps in the roads. So we've had loss of life and all kinds of stuff, man. And it's like, it's like, dang, how do you make it through that? You know? And then, and then, and then, through the recollection and reflection of my life with her, this is this was six years ago when I was sitting down to write the song. It just came like that. I mean, it really what you hear is what you know the melody and everything just came so cotton picking fast, man, for me. 
which is very unusual. And then, uh, so I had, I recorded a rough demo of it. Let's on you hear it a few times. You know, and we kind of moved on from there. I shelved it for probably six years, about six years. Wow. And then I knew that if I ever wanted to get back into my recording career again, if I wanted to, re- you know, to release music again, I-, I believed in that song and that melody so much that I'm like, I'm going to start with that one. I'm going to see if I can get some doors open with it, get a footprint back into country music with it, and then we'll go from there. And uh, and so that's where we're at, man. That's exactly where we're at. That's where Stokes at now. I mean, we've been getting so much great uh, feedback on it. Um, you know, I, I'm 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 hoping that. You know, it, it absolutely does what we set out for it to do. It may not be, it, it, it's it's doing very well for us in Europe, Jar, but it's so different over there. You can't really, and it's nice to say that in a vanity level. It's like, yeah, I got a number one over there, but it's like, well, who cares, man? We live in Tennessee, you know? Well, and, and I want to address but, that because Europe's listening to us right now, and we love our European fans. Oh, yeah, man. And, and, and everything Good. else because we because we got we got huge listeners you know seventy seven countries and yeah, and, man. and and Europe's one of our biggest listeners you know all over Europe England and Ireland and Scotland and everywhere through there so we send lots of love to them and and and, and, and they're right because you know we want to have top hits there but we also want to have top hits in the USA even in the United States yeah. even in the United yeah. States. Tennessee has to have, you know, Tennessee, Texas. We have our own world of country music, mm-hmm. that, and you know, and kind of have, kind of have an attitude. And I can say I'm a, I'm a Texan and I live in Tennessee, so I can say. Oh, this. good man. So, so good. I, I can I can say this is you know, is that look, we kind of also want to have our own claim to well, you know, you need to be number one here too, you know, first, yeah, you know, yeah. big deal here. Well, sure, you know? sure. And, and, sure, and so sure. you know, people want to say that, and, and, and I understand that part, but. You know, and, and, you know, and hey, man, you know, Carl Wayne Meekins might be over in Europe and, you know. Would you know, be great. You know, yeah. Demand yeah. him over there. But, I mean, you know, to me, I kind of feel like, and I didn't mean to interrupt you there, but the, it, it's so important for, in country music, to kind of have that hometown approval. And I think, yeah. just, I think with this song, anybody who listens to it will sit there and say, you know, that uh, this is a really good song and, and it was well produced, like I said, and well done. And, you. you know, I, I think it's really cool that, you know, I mean, it's anything you could hear on the radio, but it's also one of those songs that I, I feel it doesn't get, that, that won't get old fast. You know, and I want to, I want to oh, well, well, thank you. I want to that. that because, yeah. you know, there's songs you can look at and say, oh man, that was a great 80s song or that was a great 90s song or it was a sure. great 70s, 60s, whatever it was. And there's songs, you know, obviously for different reasons that maybe, you know, aren't played as much now or whatever, but yeah. It has a good feel to it that I feel like, you know, you might say, oh, well, man, back in 2023, like you said, 10 years from now, you and I would be talking about, oh, man, you remember when you put yeah. out Stoked and you came on the show? But, you know, it, it's one of those things I think you could play it. I make fun of everything, you know, that like on TV when I watched three commercials during the Super Bowl who had 50 mm-hmm. and 60-year-old songs that they were using mm-hmm. for. Oh, yeah. Know, why? Because they were great songs, you know? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and, you know, well, and if you have a song that is that you can say, I can throw that on the radio. So I remember that back in 1982. Great song, yeah. great song, but it's yeah. an 80s song. I, I feel you might not necessarily, people won't want to say, oh, well, that was just a 2020 song with this. I yeah. feel you, you can yeah. cover time with this song, and that's cool. Yeah, well, I, you know, I hope you're right, you know, and, you know, as a writer, we're always looking to, we're always looking to write that, hey, we need a sweet home Alabama, right? right. <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's a big deal. I mean, that's an anthem song that those guys didn't have any idea probably what they had when they actually penned it, you know, but then that thing went to be a monster song. Every time we do a, you know, we go out and play, that's in my show. A lot of, (laughs) a lot of, uh, a lot of guys will, will not, they're like, I'm done playing a lot of musicians. I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm not playing that song. I'm like, listen, man, it's not about you. 
It's about them right. coming out here to see us play, and that is an anthem song for America. And and um, but you know, for your listeners over in Europe, man, I want I want y'all to hear Carlway Meek and say this. I want y'all to bring me over there. My wife's. We have a bucket list. Uh, we've been to Germany one time, and we had such a great time in Europe that we want to go back and do. We want to go see Europe, you know. And and I'm and I'm my, my deal with Tanya is like, hey. How about this? How about we get we get a we'll do a small tour over there, and then you're going with me, and then we can we can we can get our, our trip in. We can actually go entertain some fans over there and get it all in at one time, and and it, wouldn't that be great? I mean, that's just a way to do it. It would oh, be absolutely. it would be phenomenal. So, I, I lo- so I hopefully Europe. that'll happen. I love Europe. I've been there many times, yeah. and, and it is yeah. absolutely fantastic. Uh, you yeah, know, fantastic place to go. But I mean, you know, I mean, you know, most yeah, of, most of the European countries are in our top ten. I mean, even Australia, so, you know, the old UK, yeah. uh, Belgium, Germany, Ireland, Sri Lanka, and you and you know, Canada it. are all in, all are in our top ten. So you know, besides obviously the United yeah. States. So I mean, you know, so obviously, you know, those, those you know, France and India and Russia are actually Russia and Egypt and actually Mexico are actually in the top fifteen. Yeah. But I mean, so you look at that and you sit there and say, man, you know, those, you know, so big shout out to all our. All our listeners over Oh yeah, there. man. Hey, man. Yeah, man. Listen, listen, and let's let's connect and let's let's get my rear end over there and, and entertain you guys and give you a show you'll never forget. Man. Yeah, be awesome. know, country music you know? is big. Country music's big over there too. You know, but that's what I hear. That's what I hear. Yeah, man. Let me ask you yeah. a question with writing now, writing stoked and everything else is you know, and you know, what would what is the you know with your trajectory of you know, and you, you have a big positive aspect of things which I think is really cool, and you know, and you have you. and you have a good faith based you know party mm-hmm. too, and that's really yeah. cool. And I yes, love sir. It. I love that. But when you when you're looking at you know futuristic things you know it is, you know is touring is touring one of those things you're looking at going back on tour? Yes, yes, and it's a great question. I'm glad you asked that. There, there's there's a lot of things within my brands that we're we're uh, we're doing. I don't know. Do we know? Do you know anything about the construction side of things of us? What we're trying to do as far as TV? Well, well I mean, you, well, you, actually, well, I, you know, you and I chatted about it a little bit, but please share with yeah. our, share with our listeners. Well. Well, we've got a uh, we've got a show that we're developing. It's called Let's Get It, and that's been uh, that's been our mantra. I own a uh, pretty successful uh, custom remodeling business here in Nashville, and man, Char, it's just taken me into a lot of awesome people's homes, and not only not only some celebrities, but also the great guitar players, the great songwriters, the great producers that make records and things of that nature. And you just get to know these people by serving them, you know, in their homes. And so I just came up with this idea a long time ago. I'm like, man, you know, we need to we we ought to showcase Nashville because Music City is a wonderful place. People come from all over the world to be here. The energy is ridiculous and it's contagious. Some of the best players on the planet live here. Right. You can go see them at any given time, just right up and down Broadway or the Bluebird or or Puckets or whatever that venue may be. And I'm like, man, you know, we need to capture this in a show and just kind of follow a a, a, a normal working man like myself, a daily, you know, and then and then we we showcase. Uh, we showcase some folks that are behind the curtain, you know, and let them like I, I would be very interested on the outside looking in. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go have a chat with a guy that drives Tim McGraw around on his bus. Right. See what that life's like. You know, just give give a, give the audience a little peek behind the curtain of what of what the industry is, because, you know, Char, and you're one of these guys. You're part of the industry. It's like. There are so many people that make this machine, and let's say country music or entertainment is, we'll call that the machine. Right. There are so many people that have to make that machine go oh, yes. that most of the general public don't know anything about. They just see the artist on stage or on the TV or radio or whatever like that, and, and we, we focus a lot of energy. My wife always says this, you know, you start, you start getting a hold of Char, 
you start getting a hold of bus drivers, you start getting a hold of Chris Lusinger, who is uh, Garth's original G-man in the studio, his lead guitar player. You start showing people those those folks' lives behind the curtain. You, you know, basically, you're one degree separated from the artist, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and, and people don't realize it. And I'm glad you pointed it out. People don't realize that you know you go on stage, you know, minus the spot where hell you can't even go into a small saloon that you just have a track and a guitar and a mic. There's yeah, still, there's still yeah. somebody doing something else besides you. You know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Know, so, so it's, oh, yeah. It's never you. Yeah. I mean, you know, hey, look, I'm a huge Elvis fan. You and I were talking about the movie the other day. Oh, Love yeah. Austin oh, yeah. Austin oh, Butler, yeah. He, needs that, he needs that Academy Award big time. But I mean, yes. you know, yeah. he, he didn't do it. You know, Elvis didn't do it himself. Yeah, he had all the talent. No. But, but you yeah. know, but you know, he had to get put out there. Good, better, yeah. otherwise, how other colonel was, and all that other good stuff. But you know, and yeah. that's one of the things, and I want to, I want to focus on that for one minute, if, if you would entertain me. On oh, this love to, love, love, love to talk. Uh, if you want to talk about Elvis, I'm your guy. This, well, what well, you got? You got, a, you got, a, you got a few hours. We might, we might have a show on that myself. But while I'll, I'll get to the king, I'll get the king in one second. But, 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 how important is it for you know a lot of? Uh, you know, we're we're going to be doing a show on you know on how to. Uh, you know, how to come up through the ranks today, you know, and, mm -hmm. and you know, I'm mm -hmm. using old terms, but you know, look it up people. Yeah. Um, but yeah. you know, the idea yeah. is Carl is how, how hard is it to look at it and say, it's okay, look, man, you know, they, they should be booking as many gigs as they can get. They should be practicing as many things as they get and correct me right. if I'm anywhere. And, and also you made a huge point. You know, I've had people say, well, I don't like that kind of music. I said, you know, it's like, well, you know, I know people that can sing Linda Ronstadt, you know, and Linda, Linda oh, I yeah. love Linda, and she, she, she was a friend, dear friend, and, you know, but, but you know, it, but I don't want to sing Linda Ronstadt. Are you kidding me? Right, right. You know, it's not right. about, like, you, right. you made a huge thing of, well, if people say, I want to hear Sweet Home Alabama, I want to hear this, I want to hear, you know, it is, if a guy's coming yeah. up with you and he's got a, you know, a fiver or a 20 or, or, or a hundred in his hand, yeah. and I want to hear it. Do you yeah. want to make that? Yeah. You want to make that money, and you want you want to just piss yeah. the guys off, yeah. or you know, yeah. I, I think you you know because you're doing it for the fans, right? Right, right, and that's one thing you can never forget, and that's one thing I think a lot of artists forget about yeah. artistry is so different, Char, because we're and I'm and I'm I'm part of this group. It's gonna I'm I'm probably gonna probably gonna ruffle some feathers, but man, you yeah, know, we the, do it all the time. The, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the, you know, artistry doesn't matter if you're singing, book writing, painters. We have this. I want to use the word ego, and I also want to use the word kind of narcissistic personality at the same time. But it's not that that brutal, but it becomes about us, and right. that's where we that we lose it because part of that country music or part part of that entertainment machine. We're going to go back to that word machine. Right. Part of that machine, I would say one of the number one, if if not the number one. If you don't have people coming to your shows or buying your music or streaming now, the world that we live in. You have no economy. Right. You are not going to make it. Period. You know, you have to. You have to play. Uh, I tell you what, man. I watched a documentary on uh, Prince Harry and, and Meghan Markle. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, absolutely awesome. But this is one thing that Meghan Markle said that stuck with me. Over there in Europe, you know, basically the royalty is owned by the public. They're, the public pays their taxes, right. which supports the royalty life kind of thing. And, and, and everybody over there gets really upset with the paparazzi, you know, pictures, people taking pictures of you. And it says uh, – and one of the cliches that they say over there is if we pay, you, you pose. <laughs> so you know what I'm saying? 
So sir. it's like it's the same thing with the fan. I always look at it like that. It's like, look, you guys, you guys are some, you know making this happen for for me or us, you know, or right. us as a as a as a whole in, in the entertainment for world. Sure. Um, you 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 give them what they want. Now, of course, you know you can't you, you don't want to be a puppet, you know, and 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 right. you know you have to stand for something or you'll fall for anything. That's good old Aaron Tippin song right there back in the nineties. <laughs> but uh, you know you do, and but but as far as um. You know, I learned quick was in my deal with with playing, especially with with up and comers and people that are, are just wanting to get their feet wet in the in the business. Man, that's where I learned how to do it all. Man, all right. I, I spent so many years in honky tonks in my early twenties and late teens, and and then uh, and carry I don't regret your own bag, carry your own bag, <laughs> everything. I loaded in my own gear, and and then that was a time when smoking in bars was everywhere. And I I get home, or oh, if I was God. doing a local club, I'd have to take all my clothes off in the garage because it smelled like a Marlboro, you know, and <laughs> and all that. Yeah, man, sold a lot of clubs beer, you know, sold a lot of beer for them places, you know, kind of thing. But uh, you know, that was me in the tw- in my in my twenties and early thirties, and it's like you know that's what I knew how to do. I knew how to entertain a crowd, but I learned it. You know, by going through the motions, and then I learned, uh, hey, somebody requests Sweet Home Alabama, and you got a lead guitar player that doesn't want to play, and I'm like, look, man, you know, we we, we need we need to play to these people. We are there, right. we are there, we are their stress reliever tonight, you know, kind of right. thing. Yes, and sure. and then uh, and then I think like like to your point earlier about you know when when I said you have to be a different horse in the same corral. Once you build your brand as an artist in whatever genre you're you're in. Um, you know, people, people will gravitate. You'll start attracting fans that, that have maybe the similar, similar beliefs that you do. And, 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 you know, when you can, you can have conversations because, you know, the crazy world that we live in, Charmin, you see the wrong, one wrong, uh, one you, wrong you, thing you're and your career is ruined. Well, you know? And, and I'm going to, I'm going to address that. Uh, that part of it is that you sit there said, you know, and, and I, and I think there should be songs that, you know, you should just know because, you know, you know, at every wedding or any, anything you play. Oh yeah. And you know, and, and yep. every one of us has a bit, has been in front of a crowd of freaking two people or three people to sure, you know, sure, as large as it can get. You know, and you just you're, you're honored to get in front of the big. I mean, you played fairs, you played you you played all yeah. different all different sides of you know sizes of you know things from the yeah. couple guys coming in after work to you know mm-hmm. thousands of people there. So so yeah. so and that, and that being said, now I'm gonna, now I'm gonna put you on the spot. Most oh, okay. most requested song that um you did but you you weren't most comfortable doing it because of skill well the most requested song we would ever get playing clubs back in the day was always i'll go back to sweet home alabama they always wanted to hear that now the other one now i'm gonna take you to uh it's really wild because when you get into honky tonks and this is one thing that and, and you know this in nashville too People come to Music City, the country music capital of the world. But when you go into downtown, like on Broad, Broad and Maine and all that kind of stuff like that, and you see all the pedal carts and all the bachelorette parties going down the road and these in the open top buses, you know, they're having a great time and partying. But I've never once heard a country song on those buses. It's always the hip hop <laughs> stuff, the stuff that gets them moving. But right. see, but see, but see, Char, what that tells me, though, is back when I was a kid listening to those big 15 inch speakers on that, that stereo console, it's moving them, you know? <laughs> all right. That's what that all, that's what it is. But, I mean, uh, people are eight, but, every 18 you know, inches, people aren't dressed up as chairs, man, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but I'm going to take you back. Like, 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 I'll tell you, I'll tell you some songs that would blow the roof off when we would be late into the, into the set. We probably be like on set number three set number four 
everybody's feeling really good, and then you break out some ACDCs back in black. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I mean, it would it would uh, drop some blow. shook just, me in there, and you. <laughs> it just they go absolutely insane, man. And then and then you, and then you keep that train rolling, man. You do some Sweet Home Alabama, boom, it's going on. And then you know, like like probably set number two. You might, and especially if you're playing to a college age crowd, college age crowd, which we did a lot back in then. I mean, for some reason, uh, Van Morrison's Brown Eyed Girl. My gosh, yeah. man! I mean, it would just do really good for us. And I'm yeah. like, that's crazy. But but you know, depending on where you are in the country, you know, um, would be would be uh, you know, when you go to play Texas, it's a little bit different vibe out there right. um, than it would be in Nashville, you know, kind of thing. And and uh, that's been an interesting. Um, an interesting season of my life because here we are working out of Nashville and, and then all of my business things, my admin <laughs> guys here for us, but all of my business is run out of Texas. Yeah. And, uh, and so, so the Texas radio guys are, you know, they're having fun with me. I'm like, look, I don't want this thing to become like an East coast, West coast rapper deal. You know, <laughs> I, I, I was going here. I was like, dude, which one are you? Which side are you, baby? You know, but, but, see, you know? but, but yeah, but here's, here's the thing I got to remember. I mean, you know, and you know, Texas, we are, we're, are a place of our own. I mean, you're 690 Absolutely. wide and almost a thousand high, you know, that, that, yeah, that, that, that's bigger than, you know, nice part of the United States, you know? So, I mean, yeah. you know, but it, you know, several states you can fit. You remember what Ross Perot said back in the day? He said when President Clinton was running for office, he says, Our Arkansas, you know, it's about as big as Dallas and Fort Worth. You know? That's right. That's <laughs> you know? right, man. That's you know, right. and I'm not, right. I'm not trying to piss off my Arkansas people, but you guys, yeah, if, you, yeah. if you don't go back and look it up. I, you, you know, I'm sitting there going, man, let me, let me in. Let me in. You know, open the door up. But those, Texas has been good to me, man. I mean, the, all the all the radio we've talked to and, and uh, they're like, Carl, man, come on. Don't you, you really think we think like that? I'm like, well, you know, I mean, it's, you've got uh -huh. legit talent coming out of Texas. Red dirt and all that kind of stuff. It's oh, yeah. crazy it's, artists out of there. I mean, it's huge there. It is. Now, now, so, but, now, with you talking about touring and stuff, it is, you know, and honestly, you know, um, you know, and I, I can't wait because, you know, and you and I are going to try to get together in the next several weeks. Yes. And, you know, and yeah, man. Do a sit Absolutely. Down and maybe get a little refreshing spirits, you know. I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I got, if, if you're a scotch guy, I got my own, I got my own type of scotch. Comes right out of okay. my barrel. Comes right out of my barrel. So just to let you know. And, there you go. Wow, wow, wow. And, and, I may have to be introduced to yes, that. So you, sure. you, 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 you can ask anybody who knows me. I'm known for it. Um, okay, okay, and, good, and, good, and, good. Uh, Including right. your PR guy Barry Rogers from Wayne PR, he knows. Um, but, yeah. Uh, but but now now I'm gonna I'm gonna catch on that for a minute because you had to say something. So the Elvis mm -hmm. movie, were you, obviously I've seen you were an Elvis fan growing up. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, me too. I mean, you know, Elvis is you know Elvis and Sam Cooke are, are above everybody else to me, and mm -hmm. Jackie Wilson. Mm -hmm. You know, but I'll sit there and say, you know, what was what was uh, what did you think of the movie? I loved it, man. I freaking loved it. You know, yeah. I, I could not wait. I'm much probably like you, man. I know you, you have the privileges to go in and see it before any of us, us doing the public eye. Uh, lucky dog. But, uh, yeah, but, uh, but here's what I wanted. Here's what I wanted that movie to be going into it. Okay. This is pre going and seeing the movie. Right. They're, they're doing the advertising and, and the, and the, uh, the, the reels, the bumper reels, everything that we're seeing, clips of commercials and everything that's brought to us. Right. You know, put the public eye. I'm like, dang, that just looks so freaking good, man. And, and you don't want it to be bad. You, I wanted it to be so unbelievably well done to really pay homage to Elvis and right. and and really do him a good a good job. 
And and they did, man. I mean, they did so well with that. Of course, you know, you've seen that movie. Like, what are you like on 151 now? Is that what I'm hearing? You know, kind of I, I'm, I know I'm, you want to be that. I was at three. But, I'll tell you what. I was at three times on the press's dime, and I'm uh, 12 on mine. So there you I'm, go. You know, and then, so that I mean, just goes to tell you something. And and, 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 and and even if you're not an Elvis fan, yeah, it's it still a, it's still a wonderful movie. But yeah. one thing that we. Uh, Austin Butler did a kick, but everybody did a great oh, job. Yeah, but you know, yeah. you know who kind of falls to the wayside on that is Tom Hanks. I mean, Tom Hanks played a killer role of of, of the Colonel. Yeah, you know, yeah. And uh, I mean, really, for everything he had to do to get to get into that role, and 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 um, you know, putting on the weight and the mannerisms and all that kind of stuff. But to your point, you said something earlier that kind of kind of struck a, uh, a string with me was and we were talking about the, the machine again. You know, I mean, there is a lot of negative things with with colonel tom parker which right. much i agree with right right but i'm not so sure you would have ever had elvis presley if you didn't have tom parker uh, if, you know if, if you don't take i mean you know there's there's a thing you know and I, i'm gonna just my, my oldest son i told you a movie critic you know and it was nothing like yeah. nothing like sitting down beside my girl and my oldest son who's a legit hollywood movie critic and sitting there and all of a sudden and you know and and you know sitting on the edge of his seat watching mm-hmm. this movie and and you're in a room full of critics okay you're in a room, including myself mm-hmm. and i i unlike you i wanted it to be great but i was ready to bury it you know i was, I was mm-hmm. ready to mm-hmm. bury it because i thought oh man we're gonna have somebody that's just gonna just miserable and, da, 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 da. And, and, mm-hmm. and, and and i sat there and you're i'm watching you know 200 300 people whatever's in the room laughing mm-hmm. crying everything that i did mm-hmm. you know i'm i'm, I'm mm-hmm. eddie laughed cried sung along with and when you get movie characters yeah, to sing along with that you know and 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 you're a musician yeah. man you know and and you know yeah. you're sitting there along you know you're sitting there watching this you know and i talked to people like you know uh kelly lang and tg shepherd that tg was uh, one yeah. of his best friends and tg just sat on the edge of his seat you know just watching the movie you know and he was there yeah, you know man. for real yeah so when you, yeah. sit there and you say that it's like man it rocks so as a musician you know, I think it's cool that you know that you, you sat there, you know, and of course being a fan, uh, and and I oh, think yeah. I think that the, the thing that is you've shown, and you know, and I'm I don't want to assume here, you know, because that gets me in trouble, but you know, but uh, you know that being a musician, you're still a big fan of oh, yeah. of, of, of talent as well, and I, I think oh, that, yeah. you know to me that was and, and Tom Parker did a great job, and and, and, yeah. and it was a really neat thing and everything else. You know it was, but I, yeah. I I think Austin Butler. If he didn't get an Oscar, he's been he's going to get robbed. And but I I joked. Yeah. I sit there. I said when they opened up, and you saw those diamonds and gold on the screen. I yeah. said if the movie's half that good, we're good. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and, and and it was that much better. But they I mean, did a great job. Uh, yeah, it, it, yeah. It, it was it was great. You know, maybe maybe one day we'll have an episode on and I uh, you know and talking oh. talking about you know. Yeah. But I'm going to ask you quick. Yeah. Favorite Elvis song. I knew you were going to ask me that, and, I, and you beat me to it. I was going to ask you first. <laughs> I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of the '70s era of Elvis. Um, man, I love. There's a lot of Elvis songs I like. Favorite. I tell you what. We always, when we go out and play, "Burning Love's in my set. I love that one. That's a crazy high energy song. Burning Love's suspicious. Song. It's one of the only songs suspicious. I sing out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like suspicious minds, and and, oh. and uh, you know those are kind of the, the Elvis hits. But but you know we go back to um, I mean if you and, and you know Elvis music jar, but yeah. for, for folks that don't know Elvis music, Three Dog Night had a song out called Never Been to Spain that they actually wrote. And Elvis yeah. actually heard it, cut it, and made it a big song. I mean he, he just his the, the cool thing about Elvis was he could cut really any genre of music and be very successful with it. Um, the uh, you know. 
you're going back to uh, like I'll do a little mock up of Johnny Cash's, uh, and then you know that's that's right along with Elvis. I look at the, the, right. the you know the, the million dollar quartet right out of Memphis, yeah. Tennessee. That's where Johnny Cash was. So we'll do we'll do a Folsom Prison Blues, and then we'll throw in Train Train Sixteen <laughs> Code Long. I mean, it's all right there, you know. And that's 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 that's. That was badass, you know, dude. That. that was badass. Yeah. You sound great doing that. Yeah, man. So I mean, I I love Elvis, and then. Uh, um, you know, one of my, my favorite, you know, people say all the time, like my wife said in her, her mom, and they just, they love it when it's like marathon Elvis week and all the movies yep. are playing. And I'm not really a big movie, movie fan of Elvis. I can't even really tell you, like I know GI blues and, you know, some of the, some of the other movies that he did, but man, i tell you what I love are, are a couple of things. Um, the, the documentaries that they, they made the movie back in the seventies, like Elvis on tour. Yeah, uh, man, I just love that stuff, man. Because again, it's kind of like the idea of the "Let's Get It" show we were talking about earlier. It's like they—they they have taken us, the audience. They've let us peek behind the curtain a little yeah. bit to see what it's really like on the after. Like when Elvis would come to town, they put aluminum foil all over his hotel windows so sunlight <laughs> wouldn't come in. You know, I mean, crap like that. I mean, look, how, awesome. look how horrible that looked, even in the movie. You know, and, and, yeah, and, you know, yeah, and you're yeah, sitting there going, yeah. "No, there's no celebrity in there. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Not at all." And, and you're dressed by the back, way. Pulling back the curtain, by the way, and I missed it, and I apologize. You're saying about Tom Parker is that you know when you see the end of the movie when it sits there and shows you know Elvis live via Hawaii satellite, you know with three, oh, yeah. four, five yeah. billion people watched it. I forget how many yeah. billion still never matched yeah. to this day. So you know, That's I mean, right. you know, things that have been done that have never been matched to this day. Yeah, you know, the '68 yeah. comeback yeah. special, which I'll tell you what, and I'll, I'll say this is straight that up as can be. If yeah. you don't, if you don't, if you find a better looking man than that is in that picture, yeah. man, let me know because B.J. Thomas and I had a conversation about that, and he sat there and he said he took his wife down and introduced him to Elvis. I'm like, B.J., I love you to death, brother, and God rest his soul, because B.J. was a great guy and a, and and, and a good looking guy in his, yeah. in his own right. But I said, you took your wife down to meet Elvis. I said, yeah. So what yeah. were you thinking? And his wife's laughing in the background. So I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. know. I don't know if I'd have had that. I don't <laughs> know if I'd have had that <laughs> much nerve, man. He's a better man than I was. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, 68, I want to, I want to touch on a few things. If you got a minute, 68 was, was incredible. Black leather. He's coming back from, he's, he's making his comeback. That's yeah. why, of course, the 68 comeback show. He didn't know at the time that he didn't know if it was going to roll or not. You know, you think about that whole deal, the networks took a shot in them, you know, because they didn't, they didn't have to do that. Right. You know, they, as far as they were concerned, Elvis was gone, you know, it was a bygone area era, you know, and, and right. he was a mo- movie. Right. I'll tell yeah, you, yeah, yeah. I, what changed for me though, as far as, um, the, you know, you have the you have the you have the, the the singer songwriter part of an artist, and you also have the entertainer part. And I always say that you have got a monster when you can create all of them in one one being female, male or female. Right. You know, when you can get a when you get a good writer, a good performer, and then an excellent entertainer, that's where you know you can somebody can do very well. And that that's Elvis' story, you know. Right. But the uh, but I remember this, uh, Char. Check this out. So in seventy two. That Aloha from Hawaii, 72 or 73, I think it was 72, 72 aired. 73, yeah. 73, okay. So that aired live, okay? So I was like two years old. So right. there's no way in this world I would have remembered that. So here we are years later in the late 70s, and I think it was probably 77 after Elvis passed away. They must have re-aired that show in honor of him or something like that because yep. I remember my brother and I sitting on our belly, laying on our bellies, watching the console TV, and this dude's walking out with the with the capes and the jumpsuits and everything like that. I mean, just larger than life guy. Yeah. 
And I sat and watched that thing, and I was probably probably six or seven years old. And at that moment right there, I'm, I promise you want to tell you this, I knew right then, at that young age, that that's, I wanted to be an entertainer. Absolutely, without a doubt. And that's where Elton John came into my life. Wow. Because Elton John, same way. I mean, an unbelievable writer. And Elvis didn't. Elvis wasn't really known. A lot of people don't know this, but Elvis really didn't write anything. That's he true. just when he when he had the ear for it. He 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 had the ability to hear something and go, man, you know what? I know this has been cut by Three Dog Night, but if I cut it because I like it, I bet I can make it a bigger hit than what it is. You know, and and that's what he would do. You know. And, um, and, and, and of course, I mean, what songwriter in the world wouldn't want to have an Elvis cut, right? Yeah, put me in I that. Mean, put, I, yeah, if, if, I, if I was worth a damn songwriter, I, I would be like, here you go, bro. Take it and run with yeah, it. You know? <laughs> absolutely. You can do what you want to with it. And if you want a little bit of the publishing, I'll give it to you. you know, All day long, man. Yeah, but, uh, but you know, so you, so I knew at that, that moment, and that's when I became a, an Elvis fan. I'm like, there, I've never met, the, I've never seen this guy in my life. Uh, but at that, when that happened, uh, you know, in my life, I'm like, I knew that I knew that's what I wanted to, to do, you know, and then and then my mother would challenge me. She'd be like, well, are you sure you just, you know, you you know, like like little kids say they want to be a fireman or they want to be Superman. Right. You, <laughs> you know, right. and I think I think for a while now, here I am where I am now looking back at mom's like, well, I think I think I should have taken you a little more seriously when you said you wanted to be Elvis <laughs> when you were like, <laughs> So we have a lot of fun with that, but uh, but man, I mean, like, come on, man, can't help falling in love. What a great, oh, yeah. what a great wedding song. You know, you know? I'll, I'll tell you one. Um, I'll tell you one that's on the on the Hawaii uh, album, and we'll get back to uh, Stoke there, because we have a little bit of fun here, and I love that, and I, I appreciate. Oh, me you, too, man. I appreciate. Oh, I love this. But I'll tell you what, you know, to me, the greatest rock and roll band of all time, the Beatles, because they were the great singer songwriters, yeah. performers, yes. everything else. So Elvis does something. Which is my favorite. Oh yeah, great song, with, 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 George with, Harrison, man. Yeah, with, yeah, which was written by George yeah. Harrison. And, oh, and, and, great song. And my favorite Beatles song, and you hear Elvis do it, and you're like, I, my, my my girl's a huge, huge Beatles fan, and she, yeah. I, I played it from Via Hawaii, and she was like, wow, and uh, yeah, you know, with the sweet yeah. inspirations in the background, and, and the whole deal, oh, yeah. and James Burton on the yeah. guitar, and the whole, you know, oh, another guy who's in Nashville, you know, but I mean, yes. you know, but that's the thing. So I mean, it, it, it's, and I love the idea because you know, you're you're a fan, like I so said, you and I. Can do this for hours but i mean i, I think yeah. the cool thing of it is though is that uh you know learning that you know you're sharing with people that look man you know you, you've been on all sides of the fence of, of music you know you've been the guy yeah. that's carried in your own stuff you know you've been the guy that's yeah. played in front of a few people or, or in front of thousands and and, yeah. and and that's the idea and i think to all you uh you know singer songwriters and out there and, and and you know and entertainers that's what you have to do and there's there's not a shortcut to that man and because you're not going to make money in records today you know, yeah. and, and, yeah. and uh, keep yeah. doing them, but you know, you're not going to make, you know, you have to get out there and you have to associate with your fans and stuff and yeah. you're, you're rebuilding yourself back up after taking, you know, a few years off and, sure. you know, and, and sure. I think that's really cool, man. You know, that you come out yeah. and you got stoked and you should be stoked about yeah. it. <laughs> that's a horrible thing. Yeah. Yeah. There I'm you sorry. go. There you go. There I'm you sorry. Go. That's, yeah. that's, that's horrible. That's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. No, I mean, yeah, you nailed it. Like we talked about earlier, I said, that's a word that's loosely used all the time that we don't even really think about. But yeah, I'm stoked, right, man. Right. Yeah. You Matter of fact, it's so it's so bad that when I meet somebody new, like like not, has nothing to do with the, the music industry or anything like that. But I like I'll meet him and they go, yeah, man, I'm stoked. And I'm like, man, I wonder if he's heard that song. Is he saying that because he's heard it, or is he saying that because that's what he's saying? <laughs> you know, well, you got all my California friends out there going, dude, I'm so stoked. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, you know, yeah, but but you know, it's funny. Real quick, touching on the Beatles thing. Um, in my in my life, 
this is this is pretty neat that I that I'm talking to you because most folks that I find that I run into, they're either a hardcore Beatles fan and do not like anything to do with Elvis, or the opposite, they like Elvis but don't they can care less about the Beatles. And and here's what I've learned about like something is a great example of of the cleverness of of George and John and Paul. If you sit down at a, a guitar player. Well, at least at my caliber, I'm not a lead guitar player at all. I can play a few, uh, a few little things, but more, more rhythm-based progression kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. you know, George Harrison's lead, lead part in that. If you go to learn it, it actually is a very intricate piece of music on a on a solo where it's like, man, how what was he thinking when he built this? Right. When he put these things together, yeah, you know, kind of thing. Ice cream on there, brother. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh. But man, I mean, like, like, I, I mean, you got me wanting to sing the song right now, man. I love that song. I mean, that's one of my favorites, you well, know. And I'm, then, I'm like, gonna, uh, I'm going to share a great deal with you. Part of this, I've been to three, three, uh, in, in from fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, the fifteen, sixteen, yeah, no, fourteen, fifteen, and six, six, seventeen. I was to three of Ringo Starr's birthday parties. Oh, how about that? And, and, how and, about that? And, and the cool thing of it was, though, is every year that I was there, whatever year it was, George wasn't. I mean, I, I, yeah. uh, Paul wasn't rather. Excuse me. Yeah. Paul wasn't. Yeah. I, I miss Paul every time. So I've never met Paul. But the funny thing yeah. is, he sits there and says, I don't know if you know this, Elvis and the Beatles sat down three different times together uh-huh. in the living rooms of, I, I forget, it was twice in Graceland and once in Malibu or twice in Malibu and once in Graceland. I forget. Yeah. But, but Ringo would always sit there and say, uh, Paul would always sit there and say, oh, I got a new guitar, Elvis. Would you like to? And then all of a sudden they'd sit around and they'd jam. And I'm yeah. like, you have the greatest... Two acts oh, and the man. biggest. You, know, you got Elvis with over two billion sold, and you got the Beatles with over one point five billion sold. Michael with over yeah. one billion sold. Then you got everybody else. So yeah. you know, yeah. so you have the two biggest acts of all time, and right. nobody, nobody has a tape recorder. I know it. I know it. You know, there's a great fun fact though in Graceland when you go downstairs in the basement where he's got his billiard room where the pool table yeah, is. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah, there yeah, is yeah. A, yeah, there's a tear in the felt in that pool table, and supposedly. That is where uh, that was done on one of the trips that the Beatles were in Memphis, and they came to visit with them. And one of the one of the Beatles actually miscued and, and tore that. And really? We don't, we don't know. I mean, that's a that's. Oh, a, I didn't. I didn't, that's, I didn't know that. Yeah. Man. That's that's cool. Yeah, that's supposedly a cool fun that, fact. that's where that's from. But I got a great one for you though. So Led Zeppelin, right? We have the all everybody knows Led Zeppelin, yeah, rock yeah, and roll yeah, band. Yeah. They had, they, uh, Elvis flies the Lisa Marie and his his big airplane, his jet. Flies it in. They're on the same tarmac. Zeppelin's in town. And it's got their big plane and all that. So they want to meet Elvis. You know, Elvis probably could care less about Led Zeppelin, but they're like, oh, we want, we want to meet the king, you know. So they work it out, and they're on the tarmac. And actually, like Robert Plant and all the guys, Jim, Jim, they all come over, and uh, they meet Elvis. And and they're like, one of the one of the Zeppelin boys says, uh, "Hey, what do you think about that? You know, we've got a we've got a plane just like you, man. We're riding around in the high side." Elvis. The, the story is almost turned around and said, yes, son, but there's only one difference. They're like, what's that? He goes, I own my plane. <laughs> I was like, that's right. That's right. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah Jimmy, Jimmy, yeah. Page, Jimmy Page said that, uh, he said that they walked in when they were in Vegas. They saw me, said they walked in. He said there was a whole room of Ann Margaret lookalikes. And <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and yes. uh, but, but you know, the funny thing with it is though, is if you look at it, you know, and we're have a little bit of fun here with this because it's coming all the way to Carl Wayne Meekins is that uh-huh. the Beatles, and the Stones and and all these guys and, and Led Zeppelin were all made impressions from Elvis. 
The, you oh, know, yeah. The, yeah. The, they, they all listen to, oh, my gosh, you know. And if you listen, listen to guys like Jimmy Page and Robert Plant talk, like, man, did you, you know, when he was doing, you know, these songs back in the day and, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and yeah. everything else. And, you know, and they were big, huge, you know, R&B fans from back in the day of, you know, right. that it was. So, and fast forward all the way up to look at you being, you know, that some of these people inspired you. That's going to be one of my oh, last sure. questions in our interview. I'm going to do a dig it like this. So if we could go okay. way back in the time machine, we're going to jump in. Claudia Wells from Back to the Future is a dear friend of the show, all, all, has been on many times. We're going we're gonna to jump in with Claudia. We're going to go way back in the t- DeLorean time machine. Who would, oh be, my goodness. who would be one of the artists that, that Carl Wayne Meekins would love to perform with? You're asking me that question? Yes, sir. Well, you know the answer to that. Yeah. I mean, that's a that's a no-brainer. It's going to be Elvis for sure. Okay, <laughs> so we got the King of Rock and Roll Elvis Presley. Give me another one. Ah, uh, let's see. Living or live, living or or non living. Non living. Non living. Non living. Dead, dead, dead artist. Yeah, uh, was definitely Glenn. Definitely Glenn Campbell. I and I tell you, we we touched on Glenn a little bit, and I, and and to pay homage to him, we bring in Wichita Lyman in, in our sets, and and uh, oh, you know a lot wow. of folks they don't they don't know the general the you know if the, if the older generation is there, the older crowd's there, they, they're gonna they're gonna get right on that song. They're gonna think, oh my god, I remember my I've had people come up to me at, after shows ago. That was me and my husband. And she's a widow. And that's me and my husband's song. I'm like, well, you know, I'm. I hope that touched you tonight. I I do it because it's like it's kind of one of those things where it's like, man, I love the song. I, why can't I do it? I can run the show here, you, right. you know, and and and, but, and, but, and, uh, and, and it's easier than general on my mind. <laughs> yeah, yes, 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 yeah, absolutely. That's a that's a that's a burner for sure. But yeah, yeah man, I, I would say definitely Elvis Presley, uh, 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 Glenn Campbell for sure. Um, you know, going going way back. You know, I, I would have loved to. Uh, I would have loved to have met like Sinatra. Yeah. You know, and those guys. I mean, that's just a whole other element of music. But I mean, you know, Sinatra cut my way. Yeah. You know, and Elvis did my way. Oh. And uh, but all those guys, man, back in that era, they they just kind of, you know, I mean, God, day, man, if you were living back then, Char, it's like, yeah. you know, you going to. I mean, and the entertainers, the best entertainers, the best actors and actresses. They would go to Vegas to see Elvis, you know, to, and and would really would really look forward to what the after party's going to be like, you know, and, and his suite and all that kind of stuff like that, and and um, had just a an electric time. But uh, give me a fe- give me a you know, female, give me a female or two. Uh, I was gonna I was gonna say you're probably looking for a female. I would say um, probably Donna Summer because I grew uh, up with her as far as uh, as far as listening to music. Yeah, you know you know her ba- um, her bass player uh, has a place. That- it, it, her her yeah. bass player, uh, John, uh, lives, has a wind down place right over the other side of Nashville. I'll have to mm-hmm. take you over there. I would love to do that and with you. I, I, I've heard of that. Never been over there, but uh, but yeah, man. Um, let's see. Female actor be Donna Summer. Uh, you know, there's there's uh, gosh, there's so many great ones. Karen Carpenter for crying out loud. Dude, you know, you're there's the third th- person who's brought her up. She was absolutely phenomenal. We're, you, yeah, you know, we're, yeah. We're, we're, we're running short on time, I turn said, and I, I don't want to drag you because I know you're a busy man. And but not man, a problem, man. Not a problem. We'll do it again. You're, for you're, sure. You're, you're you're just. I mean, you just Karen Carpenter never gets mentioned by by fans today. Incredible. Yeah. We brought up Linda Ronstadt earlier. You know, Karen Carpenter, yeah. phenomenal, beautiful voice. I mean, yep. you know, you can't, you can't be char. You can't be Christmas time without the Carpenters. Oh, like no. when they sing Christmas music, man. I mean, it puts you in the Christmas spirit. You're Merry in the Christmas zone. Darling you know? is a fantastic song, man. I mean, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, man. Yep, yep. I mean, yep. you know, yeah, that, man. That, that's amazing. So, so give me, give me a couple of people today that you would say, yeah, man, that are, you know, you know I don't, you know, 
more contemporary today with we'll throw out there you know that that you would say yeah man i'd like to sing with them oh definitely my number one guy would probably be probably tim mcgraw uh tim tim yeah tim has been around for going on probably over 30 years now byron gallimore which is tim's producer has been with him since day one discovered him byron and i are very good friends so i get the i get to peek behind the curtain quite a bit on on stuff they're doing so I hear I hear stuff that you and you know most of the public would never hear that never would just get released. It's just stuff they record. They, re- they record Jar all the time. I mean, these guys record songs like it's going out of, like like nobody's business. And you and then like Tim Tim's got one out has had one out called seventy five hundred OBO, which went right. to number one for him. I heard that song like two or three years ago before nice. it ever even and, you know. And I and I knew it then. I'm like, man, if that ever got released, that's a smash, you know. But uh, but you know, I got introduced to Garth uh, Brooks years ago, and one of one of the guys that uh, absolutely has helped me along my way. Unfortunately, no longer with us on this earth. But Mike Chapman was uh, Garth's uh, studio bass player for his right. entire run, and uh, and to meet Garth, and and I have actually played with every G men. You know, we did a show one night, and I was actually able to play with those guys. It was absolutely the highlight of my career. Wow! And then, uh, and then, and then, Mike went on to. Well, he was my band leader for a lot of years when we go out and play live. And then uh, Chris Lusinger, which is another G man, you know, he he became my band leader when Mike passed away. But uh, but you know, I mean, to to, to be and, and when you're in the presence of Garth, and I, I don't know if you've had that luxury yet. I mean, it's 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 weird, man. I mean, it, the guy's huge, and and it's it's like. I don't know how to explain it. It's like he walks into the room and it's like, oh my, something's happening here, you, you know, kind of thing. But, uh, you know, Gar- Gar- playing with Garth would be a little difficult because he is a, he is a, he is the entertainer's entertainer. I mean, he's, he's, he's got a lot of Elvis in him as well, I think. You know, a lot oh, of influence, yeah. oh, yeah. I believe. He, he, likes, he likes everybody. And, and, and I don't know. I, uh, it's funny because I've had his daughter on. She's like my son. Yeah, Ali, yeah, yeah. Ali's yeah. huge talented. I've had I had Kent Blazy on who wrote a book or, or co-wrote. Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. Who's a great friend and but but Garth, I, I met him. I had a Hollywood hello once and never had a chance to sit down and talk talk to him. You know, it, yeah. it is. So it's it's. Uh, but yeah. I've, I've got to see him in concert numerous times. And the concert phenomenal. But you know, oh, he's a monster, man. He's 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 he's, he's incredible. Yeah, I, I want to tell you, make a suggestion, G, and I just because I just do this and and, and please take. Uh-huh. It. Take it light at heart, because your voice yeah. and you're just doing covers and just what is, and you're going to think I'm out of out of my mind. And this guy was a friend of mine, so it, it's crazy that I've never brought this up, but uh, I kind of had a role on uh, doing uh, suggestions recently uh, for songs. Uh-huh. But I mean, you're going to think I'm nuts, but I think you would do two out of three ain't bad. Fantastic. That's a great song. That I think, would be. I, I think your voice it, would be crazy. Was, was that Meatloaf? Yeah. Am I correct? Yep. Yes, yeah. Sir. Yeah. Now that's another. That's another one. That's another guy that was. Uh, you know, I wouldn't say a, a major influence in me, but uh, but uh, uh, two out of three. <laughs> I, I, I think yeah. I think you could put. I think you could put your spin on that, and that's and, awesome. and, and and do it like that. It's just one of those things that just came. You know, just came to me. But anyway, but you know, man, I, I'll tell you what, Ben. It has been such a pleasure visiting with you, man. And you, you and I, Likewise. We, we, we 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 better book some time for us to sit down and have a few because. Because yeah, it might, it might yeah. take us a little bit, but <laughs> I mean, you are such yeah. a pleasure to, to man. I mean, you know, I feel like I've known you forever. And I know it. I, I, the same way with me, Char. I feel like I've known you forever. We need we need to hook up, man. Keep this thing rolling. That'd be Without great. a doubt. And we're in the same damn town, for God's sake. So. I know it. I know it. Sometimes, hey, sometimes that's the hardest thing, though, isn't it? Being so close <laughs> that we can't connect. I mean, golly, day, if you were, if you, you know, 
you were in Texas, we can make that happen like tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, exactly, you know? <laughs> exactly, my friend, exactly. Yeah, all, all my Nashville yep. friends are on tour. That's why I never see them. You know what I, mean? yeah, I know it. I, you know, boy, do I know that life. Yes, but man, yes, I'll tell yes, you what, yes. Con- congratulations on a fantastic song, Stoked. Everybody Thank you. go check it out. I mean, Thank you know, you. I, I, you know, Carl Wayne Meekins, you know, it, it's, it's something that I mean, you know, when I, when I get excited at hearing, you know, new music that, that, that really kind of gets me in a good mood and that kind of thing. I love it. And as many people as I interview in a year and I, and I'm very, I'm very particular, you know, sure, uh, you know, sure. and because I, I have to believe in and feel good about it, you know, and, and, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, Barry sent me to cut, you know, introduced me to you. And I was like, man, without a doubt, you know, we talked on the phone for briefly for a minute. And I said, dude, I'll fit in you in tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, so kind of you, man. So yeah. kind of you. Well, I'm glad it happened. I mean, I've really enjoyed this. You've kind of, you made my day, man. This I mean, is awesome. You know, look, Absolutely. I, I, can't, I can't wait for this soak to climb up the charts. I think it's a really well, good you. song. I think that people need to go and check it out. Where can we find yep. you on social media, buddy? Everywhere, man. Everywhere that you can. If you can get online, you can find my rear end everywhere. Just Carl Wayne Meekins. Just pull it up. Stoke will come up in any any listening platform. You can always go to my website at uh, carlwaynemeekins.com. Um, and I would love to connect with uh, you know with fans. I mean, that's where we're at right now. We're just trying to you know re- get reconnected with old fans and, and get new ones and just uh, get some dialogue rolling, man. I want to come see you, you know, and play and and um, just you know let's let's do some life together while we're still on this earth. You know what I mean? Uh, oh yeah, what it's time's, all about. Time's too short, my friend. And and so yep. so so let me ask you questions for your for your show sure. coming up. Do we have an estimation of ETA of when the show's going to start? We're going to start in Texas in October. I know that's a way out, but we've got a we've got a plan there. Here comes Texas again, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. love my SA yeah, boys down in San Antonio. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to start. In, we're going to start a few dates in Texas, and then kind of work it work it that way. And then there's been talk about a little bit of a Christmas kind of a small tour kind of thing. But you know, we I've done it all before back in my my early days, so I know I know uh, I know the road uh, right. a little too too well. Yeah, part of me loves the road and the other parts like man this is you know it's, it's really logistically it's uh probably never been a better time to do some things but what i'm interested in doing like right now is actually just gaining gaining a fan base and and we can do that now with with social media and and in and, and the way that you can get music is so so easy compared to what it was back in the day you know yes so you know just talking you know i've got a couple of singles coming out that are that are uh in, in the spring we're gonna we're gonna put a beach theme song out and then we've got another one that we're gonna do after that then a small ep will come out but just kind of laying the groundwork now trying to work smarter not harder so that when we do get out there and tour we can actually connect with people you know and and um barry and i are working on a my pr guy we're working on a, a platform for that now kind of you know we, we really want to get creative charm and kind of think outside of the box a little bit like right what are what's what's working conventionally because you and I both know that live music is where it's at. I mean, yes, people sir. still crave it. They crave it, man, and they want to go see it. They, there's just something about it, you know. And um, but there's a, there's a there's a you know now that I've matured a little bit and, and uh, you know have a, have a business here in town and have learned how to run a business, I want to treat this like a business as well and figure out okay, what's the smartest bang for our buck? Where are we going to get the biggest return on investment? Right. Where can we go? Where can we go? What demographic is working for us that we can just you know, get a bunch of folks together, have a great, great time, and um, and everybody wins, man. You know, and, and including you. you. You know what I mean? I mean, you're out there. You're working for us right now, just you know, having us on and trying to trying to get some interest in what we're doing. And you know, Char, we all. It, I'm a firm believer. If we all work hard for each other, 
We'll all, we'll, we're going to all rise up. I just want a couple nice tickets and a nice interview when you get big dogged, you know. And <laughs> Yeah, yeah, man. And, 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 but let me, okay, and where can everybody reach you if they want to book you for a show? Go through Barry. Barry's with Wayne, Wayne, uh, Wayne PR, um, and he's out of Texas, so you can pull him up online. And, yeah, we'll put and, a connection um, to Barry Rogers right on there. We'll put a connection to Barry Rogers yeah. right on there. Yeah, yeah, Barry Rogers. Yeah, wait, yeah, yeah. And he he takes care of all that stuff for us, and and uh, he's a godsend, man. I'm so glad that Barry came, you know, into my life because I mean he's he is the he is the freaking fire for me, man. He keeps me going every day, and and uh, yeah, puts he's me been in nominated great for a couple of top PR awards too in the last year or two. So yeah, yeah, he's done without very well. He's rolling. with with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, you go check out Carl Wayne Meekins on all those things, Spotify and all those places where his music is. Mm-hmm. Make sure to hit those follows and those likes yes. and subscribes and go subscribe to his YouTube and his Facebook yeah. and everybody else. Hit all those gimmick buttons out there because then you get the idea of what's going on and then you know, That's hey right. man, he's coming to your town or he's got new music coming out or he's going to have yeah. merch coming out. We were talking about that. Yeah. You know, he's going to figure out what, what's going to go on for us. So man, you go check yeah. out all of those things. But I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, go check out Stoked right now on all the awesome. music platforms, man. Go check it out on YouTube as well. Go follow Carl Wayne Meekins everywhere. It's been such a pleasure, buddy. Having on. You got to do me a favor. Elvis and Beatles paraphernalia. We're going to do this, man. My man. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I got some, I got some cool stuff, man. Yeah, we'll, we'll, so. we'll definitely sit down. We'll have some spirits and enjoy that one, brother. Um, you gotta have some of that. You gotta have some of that char scotch. You talk, you talk to Allie and ask her or any 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 of your friends in the music business. She'll ask those. <laughs> I'm gonna get you some, brother. That's, but all right, man. Thank you so awesome, much, man. buddy. It's been a pleasure visiting with you, ladies and gentlemen. Lifebox yeah. Media Channel, Carl Wayne Meekins. Go check out Stoked right now. We are out.